Welcome. Welcome to the Poetry on Firefall Talk Radio. I'm Richard Grund. This is where we get back to basics, examining the Word of God, following the example of the Book of Acts Church and how they served the Lord, digging deeper into Scripture, not watering it down, not changing it to suit our taste or current trends or whatever. We're finding the church the Lord intended, not the one that man created. That's what this is about. That's why you're here. That's why I'm doing this. To restore the priesthood of the believer and the world-shaking influence that the early church had. The church age is still in effect, folks. The fire still falls. The day of Pentecost is ongoing until the church is taken out of here. The Porch is an outreach of Solomon's Porch, Inc. on solomonsporch.org is that site. Or you can just go to Firefall Talk Radio. You can contact us there. There are ways to support us at the bottom of the page. We appreciate you if you do. We are thankful, and we hope that you will continue to do so. And give us the Lord leads. If you're not a supporter, please consider becoming one. Welcome to all of our listeners, whether you're from Spreaker or from Apple Podcasts or Spotify or iHeartRadio, welcome. Subscribe to Firefall Talk Radio on the Spreaker app. That way you get updates when there are new podcasts posted like Overwatch. We're trying to keep to the Sunday night schedule that we had with Reflections in the Dark, but Sometimes that might not work out, so make sure you have um, subscribed to us, and then it'll let you know that we're broadcasting live or that a new show has been posted. We're on Facebook and Twitter, always ways to find out about us. Also, um, with the stay in place or shelter in place or don't go out or stay out of my face, whatever it is that they're doing right now, you're going to have more time on your hands, more time to pray, more time to study the Word, more time to listen to podcasts and teachings. So here's what we're going to do. We have an account with Vimeo. I can create a private membership-only area where I will put up some of the other seminars I've done and start to post encouraging things like I did uh, the other day on Facebook, which I'm going to continue to do, and I'm also going to start using our Instagram page that I have for SRT, and begin to get the word out about who we are, and for us as a community to come together and support one another. If you have something you'd like to share or, or whatever, you can let me know about it, and then I can pray about it and see if the Lord wants to put it out there. But for now, this is where we'll do it, and I will let you know in the coming days um, about the Vimeo thing. Because, folks, we're dealing with something right now. It's called COVID-19. Let's be fearless, but not foolish. Let's be prepared, not panicked. Prayerful, not fearful. Standing on the word of the Lord, not running in fear from the threat of the enemy. That's what this is. If you listen to the Overwatch podcast, you will get the information you need to get connected. If you're on Facebook, go to facebook.com forward slash Supernatural Response Team. It is now called the SRT Overwatch page. We're giving you more of a an aerial, spiritual, supernatural view of everything. And right now our focus is on this uh, pandemic and how it ties into other things and prophecy in the end times. And so if you want to know, and if you want to hear it from our perspective, my perspective, let's be honest here, it's me, 
I don't do self-promotion well, but if you want to get it from my perspective, make sure you know when we're posting and make sure you like that page. So let's start out the way we always should. Praise reports, prayer requests. I praise the Lord. First of all, I praise the Lord. I woke up this morning. My eyes opened. My lungs worked. My heart beat. Um, I have a family. I have loved ones. I have everything I've ever wanted. Most of all, I have my salvation. I'm thankful. I have this home. I have my wife. I have my sons and daughter-in-laws and our wonderful, wonderful grandson. I have furry kids, and I've always wanted that. When I was a kid, I wanted a puppy, and, and it just never happened. And now I can't imagine living without them. They can be frustrating, and they do things that furry kids do. But I, I, I love them, and I care about all of his creation. Everything that he's given us, I praise him for. I praise him that I feel safe even in this crazy world right now for his protection. His Psalm 91 covering, it's available. I praise him for this ministry that he allows me to work for him, working for the Father. I'm in the Father's business. For the dreams and the visions, and folks, they've been happening. If I, I had one the other day. I asked the Lord to send me something to encourage me about some things we've been praying for, and, and I wasn't asleep. I just barely closed my eyes to rest them, and I was in a vision, and it was encouraging. I praise him for his healing virtues with everything we're reading in the news and how horrible this virus can be to the human body. I praise him that his healing virtues are still available to us. I praise him that I can praise him. People are fretting. I'm praising. People are fearful. I'm faithful because I know he's faithful. So praise him. Praise him for everything. Begin to get into that uh, attitude of praise. Throw on that garment of praise in the midst of all that's going on. I praise him for his favor and his revelation, for being a new creation, for seeing that these prophetic times and things that he's been telling me since 2007, which I started to share with you in 2010, are happening. I praise him for being in America. I really wouldn't want to be anywhere else right now. And I praise him that these signs are telling me he's getting ready to return. So let's get ready. Now let's pray. First of all, we always, I always do anyway. I start by praying for the Middle East, for Israel, for the peace of Jerusalem. I honor Psalm 122, verse 6. Pray for the peace of Jerusalem. May they prosper who love you. Father, I pray for Israel. I pray for Jerusalem. I pray that you would bless Benjamin Netanyahu to form his government. I pray that you'd protect her from her enemies. Lord, I pray that you would do what you've always done for her. Keep her as the apple of your eye. I pray for America and its leaders and its citizens at this time of tribulation and testing. This is not the tribulation, but it is a tribulation, and we are going through it together, and we will come through it together. I pray for the fatherless, the widows, the innocents, the victims of injustice. Oh, my goodness, think about them right now with everything that's going on in the world, with the inability to to get supplies or to be taken care of or hospitals being overwhelmed. Think about them. Pray for them. Cover them in prayer. I pray against the slaughter of the innocents and those that are involved in it. I pray for missing and exploited children. I pray for the victims of sex trafficking and for our brothers and sisters around the world being slaughtered and persecuted for their faith. Religious persecution, anti-Semitism, the spirit of the Antichrist that's on the rise. I believe he's getting ready. 
I believe I think I know who it might be, but we'll not go there just yet until I get a confirmation from the Lord. But it's growing. His unveiling is coming. I pray for divine wholeness. Here we go, folks. If, If you're fearful right now, and I know some of you are, and whatever you're going through, Right now, in the name of Yeshua HaMashiach, Jesus the Messiah, I pray for divine wholeness, health, and continued healing. I pray that we would get back to our divine design. I pray for healing for my wife and all that's happened to her and all that the enemy has done. Miraculous, powerfully imparted healing in her body. And for all of you that are struggling and in pain and are sick right now, I don't personally know of anybody that has the virus, but I pray for those that do. Let's pray for each other for protection. That roaring lion is out and about looking to devour. And let's pray against it. Let's pray for each other, for this family, for for the team, and, and for all of you. Pray for inspiration. Boy, if there was ever a time to be inspired, this is it. For the remnant to wake up, to rise up and answer the call to action. Do you hear the shofar and the spirit? Do you hear the call to war? And for those that have been blessed to be a blessing, we need blessings. We need funds. We do personally. We do corporately. We do uh, SRT, Firefall, the porch. We're going to finish this documentary even if we have to drive everywhere to get there. We're going to get it done. We're going to make another one right behind it. We're going to expose the enemy. We're going to rattle his cage. We're going to fire up the people. We're going to recruit new warriors, and we're going to get the remnant ready. We should be prospering in accordance with his word. So I'm praying that he would open the conduits of his blessings to fund his dreams and visions and missions that he's given us, that we would be highly mobile, that we would be fire starters everywhere we go. And I ask you to continue to pray for divine favor in legal matters and adversity. Our family is going through us, my oldest son Jesse and his wife, and and just for our lost lost family members. Stacy in Texas says she hopes um, everyone is doing okay. They're doing okay. Her husband, Neil, has got bursitis in his elbow, and she's asking for prayer for his speedy recovery. She's asking for prayer for the school district that they both work for and its leaders and staff. She said, we're under a lot of pressure trying to figure all of this out, and nobody's gotten much of a break. Despite all the stress, I love my job, and I'm thankful for it. I believe I'm here for a reason. I think of the Porch family daily, and I pray for us to stay strong and looking forward to seeing everyone again. Kim in Fort Mitchell says, hope everyone is well. We're doing good so far. I'm trying to find gratitude in all of this. Start my day with prayer and worship music. I pray for him in this storm. I praise him in this storm. I feel thankful for my salvation and for keeping me sober every day. I can't go to my usual meetings but the Lord made different ways available for me to stay serene through all of this. I praise him for protecting my children, my husband, my mother, my dog, my friends, as well as the porch community. The travel ban and the fact that Germany has closed its borders does give me some anxiety, so Father, please keep my family safe back home. Serious prayer here, folks. Listen up. Lord, please provide for my family and I since I'm laid off until further notice. 
a lot of people that work hourly wages, week to week, service industry, whatever, are being laid off for the duration. Some for weeks, some for months, some don't even know. So if you can help out, let me know. If there's ideas or ways or maybe you want to send some groceries or whatever, you contact me and we'll work it out. Father, the enemy created the perfect, this is I'm going on with Kim's things. Father, the enemy created the perfect weapon right here. And I, but I find great company, comfort in knowing how this story ends. I'm praying for unshakable faith within us. Father, hold your hands over us and our families and keep us safe and protected. I'm praying for all of your people to repent and call out to you. I'm throwing up my arms and I'm praying for unsaved family members to be saved in Jesus' name. Well, Lord, we know you've not, you weren't caught off guard by all this. You know the end from the beginning. You knew it was coming. You'd actually been telling me a storm is coming, a storm is coming. And then recently you said this storm will envelop you, but it will not touch you. Well, here we are. And we trust you in the midst of the storm. We praise you in the midst of the storm. We thank you that you are as good as your word. We thank you for the power of your name. We thank you for the power of your blood. We thank you for the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. We thank you that you are with us and within us. You have claimed us. You have remade us. We thank you for angelic protection. We thank you for the word that you've given, which is yea and amen. Your promises are yea and amen. Your word never wavers. We thank you right now that in the midst of all the ugliness and sin and sickness and disease, we are hidden in the shadow of your wings. We cling closely to you. Now, Lord, speak over us. Hover over us. Give us warnings. Give us dreams. Give us visions. Let us know what to do, where to go, what not to do. Speak to us and we will follow your word. We know your voice and no other voice will we follow. You are the shepherd and we are the sheep. So bless us, bless this time, bless the technology, and Lord, let us go forth in faith, in confidence, and victory. In Yeshua's name I pray, amen. Lessons are proprietary information, except where noted the information comes from outside sources. Combination of that information, the matter presented is exclusive, cannot be repeated or used without permission. The date of this broadcast serves as the registered date of the following information. So over the last 11 weeks, I've been asking you a question. Are you remnant ready? Well, considering everything going on in the world, how about now? How do you feel now? Are you ready? To, to be remnant ready, you need to make this personal. Personal for you because it's personal for him. And you need to make this personal for his church, for your brothers and sisters. You need to care. The one thing that I pray that his children do during this time is to show the world what his family is like. Now is not the time for dead religion, not for the time for cold external ritual. 
It's really interesting before before we went on the air, before I went on the air, um, one of the places I follow on Facebook is from my hometown, and they were reporting six cases of the virus, the COVID-19, in um, the old church and Catholic school I went to as a child, and they showed the pictures, and it hasn't changed since the 60s. It's still caught in the past in a time warp. It looks exactly like it did when I was there as a child. That's what dead religion does. It doesn't grow. It isn't vibrant. It has no life to it. The world doesn't need that right now. You know what the world needs? They need to be able to look in your eyes and see that you're not afraid and want to know why. They need to hear you pray. They need to know that you care. A relationship with the living God is vital. Love for him and for his creation. The infilling of the Holy Spirit is vital. The Holy Spirit is the agent of faith. It empowers our belief and encourages us. Let's get real. We're human. There are moments you wake up and you're discouraged. You are beat up. Maybe there's a cloud hanging over your head, but if you turn to him and he gives you words to say or utterances or whatever, and he begins to edify your spirit man, and he begins to churn up the fire and the coals. And if you've ever seen a fire that goes out, but the coals are still hot, if you shake them just right and the ashes come off and the oxygen hits it, it comes back. Acts 1.8, the Lord said, red letters, but you shall receive power. When the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem, in all Judea and Samaria, and to the end of the earth. That power, that dunamis, that dynamic, explosive, kinetic power, you have to have it. And if you don't have it, now is the time. Now is the time to really dig in, because you're going to need it in the dark days ahead. If you think this is dark, I can't tell you what the Lord has shown me. This is just a dry run. This is just like spring training or training camp. This isn't the real game. We've talked about almost every week now, Galatians 5, verses 22 and 23, amplified version, but the fruit of the Holy Spirit, the work which his presence within accomplishes is love. Joy, which is gladness, peace, patience, and, you know, and even temper, forbearance, kindness, goodness, which is benevolence. We need some benevolence right now. Faithfulness, gentleness, that meekness, that humility, self-control, self-restraint. Against such things there is no law that can bring a charge. You don't get that from the law. The law was a guideline. The law was a foreshadowing of what would come after the new blood covenant, the infilling of the Holy Spirit and what he brought. But for fruit to grow, it needs light. Fruit doesn't grow in the dark. It just doesn't. It needs sunlight, S-O-N, light. Well, you were once darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of the light. For the fruit of the Spirit is in all goodness, righteousness, and truth. Ephesians 5, 8, 9. Be light bearers. 
be be the the beacon that keeps somebody from getting lost or finding their way or uh, uh, not crashing on the rocks. You're that person. You. It takes light to help people in dark times. Romans thirteen eleven and twelve and do this knowing knowing the time that now it's high time to awake out of sleep for now our salvation is nearer than when we first believed the night is far spent the day is at hand therefore cast off the works of darkness and let's put on the armor of light it's time to put on the armor of light folks it's time to stop the games stop playing church Stop playing Christian or whatever it is that many people have been doing. Many people have awakened to the fact that there really is a wolf out there. There really is a lion out there that wants to destroy them. There really is natural ways for the supernatural entity to affect them here and now. The sheeple have woken that the shepherd wasn't lying and the sheepdogs were really doing something, not just annoying them. That light means we need to shine. We need to radiate, make manifest. We need to be luminous because the darkness, the shadiness, the obscurity, the, the works of darkness, their efforts, their occupation, their corruption... Their debauchery, their sins. You know, right now, even though people are told stay, you know, socially distant, in other words, quarantine, stay away from crowds. They just can't do it. They can't. They can't not party. Dance with the devil, he punches your ticket. Romans 13, 13, and 14 really covers what I just said. Let us walk properly as in the day, not in revelry and drunkenness, not in lewdness and lust, not in strife and envy, but put on Adonai Yeshua HaMashiach, the Lord Jesus, the Messiah, and make no provision for the flesh to fulfill its lusts. Put on the armor of light. Put on the Lord. Be clothed in him. I mean, if you need to, you can strut it a little bit. You're looking good. Put it on. It, to invest in with clothing, literally, figuratively, to array, to to be endued, the sense of shrinking into a garment. Wait, endue. We we we've heard that before. Really important time. Luke twenty four forty nine. Behold, I send the promise of my Father upon you, but tarry in the city of Jerusalem until you are endued with power from on high. He said to them, tarry, wait for it, stand still, settle down. You're going to want to be soaked in this. You're going to, you're going to want that the presence of the Holy Spirit to soak into you like a dye into garment, to permanently change you. You are literally soaking in the Holy Spirit. That's where we need to be right now. Go back with me to Acts chapter 1, verses 7 and 8. 
they wanted to know would he at this time restore the kingdom to, to Israel. And he goes, it's not for you to know times or seasons which the Father has put in his own authority. But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. They wanted to know when. The Lord answered how. Isn't it funny we're always asking the wrong question? When it comes to the Lord, we're always asking the wrong question. They they lived with him for, for three and a half years, and they were still asking the wrong question at the end. Instead of being concerned with the dates of his return. Prophecy is good as a foreshadowing, as a as a, a, a template or a timing, but we shouldn't be so caught up in it that's all we think about. Our job, as the disciples' job was, is to carry his message to the world. That's the purpose of the power. It's not personal power for godly living like... Uh, in the Old Testament saints or, you know, Abraham and in Genesis 22, Joseph in Genesis 39, Moses, Exodus 14, Daniel and Daniel 6. They, they were given power to live the lives they lived when they lived them. No, this, this, is, this is a new power for a new task. You've been forged in the fire for war. You've been forged in the fire of the Holy Spirit to do something really, really special. To save the lost. To destroy the work of the enemy. To heal the sick. Maybe even in these days ahead to raise the dead. We've been called to take his gospel, his good news, to the ends of the earth, to anywhere that he's going to take it. When I say to you in our prayers that uh, we desire to be highly mobile. What that means is anywhere, anytime, any place, SRT can answer the call. We can do what we're called to do. We can shut down the enemy. We can shut down their access. We can take back the areas. We can pave the way for the gospel to come through. We can shut down the fallen angels, the, the ancestral gods and demons of old. The gospel must be preached, and then the end will come. And to do what? To be witnesses to me, he said. We are called not to witness someone else, not to witness some teacher or preacher or Christian celebrity, which those two words really shouldn't go together, or to witness some other teaching or some denomination or whatever. No, we're called to be witnesses to him, to Yeshua, King of kings, Lord of lords, the Son of the living God, the Lamb that was slain before the foundation of the world, the Lion of the tribe of Judah. That's who we are to be witnesses for. But I won't fool you. I won't deceive you. There is a price for that. We know from tradition that all but one of the eleven apostles who heard this promise became martyrs. The Apostle John died in exile. But their treasure wasn't here. It was after. God has empowered us as his followers, as his disciples, as his children, 
to be faithful witnesses even when faced with the most vehement opposition, whether natural or supernatural. Right now, churches over a certain number can't meet together, and I hope this kills the megachurch. I sincerely do. I hope this drives the church back into the homes, back into the small groups, the small storefronts. I hope that this does what the persecution did to the early church, like pollen on a flower. They were spread everywhere and took the message with them. No more congregating in these mausoleums of people's egos. I sincerely have prayed for years that whether by taking away the not-for-profit status or by some event like this one, the Lord would kill the megachurch concept and force us to be like the book of Acts church was. If that offends you, I'm sorry. Instead of knowing times or dates, we are called to be Messiah's witnesses to the ends of the earth. And this we do just like they did after being supernaturally empowered by the Holy Spirit. They were being supernaturally dispatched to do a job. And we've been drafted into that job and dispatched as well. And complacency is not an option. Oh boy, especially now on March 18th, 2020, complacency is not an option. I tell you what, if you haven't figured it out, I'm fired up. I've been studying. I've been praying. I've been with the Lord. I've been listening to praise and worship music. Not just today, but every day. To quote the eminent philosopher, the eminent hero of my youth, Popeye. That's all I can stand because I can't stand no more. I'm done. I'm done waiting. I'm done with the enemy doing what he does. I'm done with dead religion. I'm done with people saying they know the Lord and it's obvious that they don't. I'm done with the fact that the wolves in sheep's clothing are getting funded by the corrupt money that they manipulate. I get it. My father is my provision. But folks, let me say this. Some of you are tithing into dead ministries. You're tithing into cursed ground. You are paying for expensive suits and lifestyles that don't match the word. Ephesians 6. If your Bible's not open by now, then I, I don't know what else to do. Ephesians 6, starting verse 12. We'll just do 12 and 13 at this point. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age. Against, whoops, got to stop here. Sorry. I'm just, I say one more thing. I'm not telling you not to go to whatever place you're going to. You you feel led of the Lord to do that. You do what the Lord tells you to do. Don't listen to me. But some of you have put yourselves under shepherds that are hirelings. They don't pray for you. They don't pray for your family. They don't stand in the gap for you. They don't protect you against the wolves and the things that shepherds are supposed to do. And some of you have a sincere heart for the Lord. You desire to serve him. You desire to do what I'm talking about here. And then you go out and the enemy knocks your block off, knocks you out. 
uh, crashes your car, tries to kill you and your family, uh, steals from you, does all the things the enemy does from you, and you're thinking, well, what's wrong? Well, you put yourself under a shepherd and under a, uh, an overseer, a group of overseers that aren't doing their job. They should be praying for you. They should be covering you. They should be telling the enemy with sword and shield and armor on, you don't get to them unless you get past me. Because we don't wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Therefore, well, therefore what? Therefore, everything I just said about the principalities and powers and rulers of the darkness of this age and spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places, therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand. That's where we are right now with this virus, with everything going on in the world, with with all the, the silliness and the ugliness. You've got to take a stand. you got to stand up. I'm not telling you to be arrogant. I'm not telling you to threaten the enemy or do things foolish. I've heard people say, well, I told the enemy, is that the best you can do? Yeah, I did that once. Well, it wasn't the best that he could do. And after he knocked me on my butt and kicked me really good, I asked the Lord about that. And the Lord said, well, you asked him a question. He answered it. I don't do that anymore. But I tell you what I do is I have that sword and that shield and I dig in my feet and I just stand. And what that says is I'm not moving. I'm not, I'm not trying to get you afraid or pessimistic or fearful or paranoid. That's not the life of a believer in Yeshua HaMashiach. That's not a life of a believer in Jesus of Nazareth. That, that's not a life of a born-again believer to be pessimistic or fearful or paranoid. No, you need to be alert. You need to be aware. You need to understand the threats and what's going on. But you should be confident in the outcome. We must be prepared to confront and subdue evil in all forms when we see and encounter it. And I always preface this, or not preface it, but I always clarify this by the fact that I'm not saying you need to do what I do or what SRT does. That's not what I'm saying. We've had people say, I think I'm called to do that. And then they come and they realize they're not called to do it. It's like my one of my favorite memes is about this male lion, and he's got blood all over his face, and he's obviously killed something. And the meme says everybody wants to be a lion until it comes time to do lion things. Well, I'm not telling you that that's what you're called to do, but I am telling you you're called to pray. I'm telling you you're called not to conform to this world. You're not supposed to go along with this world. Being meek doesn't mean you're a wimp or weak. But we must take a stand. See, that's why the scripture out of Ephesians 5, 8 through 13, you were once darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. You are luminescent. You are glowing. So walk as children of the light, because the fruit of the Spirit is goodness, righteousness, and truth. 
finding out what is acceptable to the Lord. And here we go. Have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather expose them. For it is shameful even to speak of the things which are done by them in secret. But all things that are exposed are made manifest by the light, for whatever makes manifest is light. What are some of these works of darkness? We'll simply call them levels of evil influence. One of the things that we've been praying for is to have levels of influence, to have influence in matters, have kingdom influence. See, what influence means is to have an effect on somebody or something that determines an action, a behavior, or a way of thinking. doesn't mean manipulation. But if I go into an area, and let's say I cleanse that area, let's say I shut down a portal that the enemy has had access to that area, and in doing so, I allow the gospel to be preached, but then the people that are supposed to hold that land don't hold it. What if now, through being blessed through the Lord, I can buy that land, or I can buy that home, and I can take maybe a retired preacher or somebody that's not very mobile but loves to pray, and I can put them in that home, and they're praying 24-7. I have now influenced that area, level of influence. You lead somebody to the Lord. You've changed their life. You show them hope. You've changed their life. We need to start influencing the things, places, and people around us. But that's going to take resistance, us resisting the enemy. But first we have to submit to God, James 4, 7. Submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. What does that mean? Well, the devil used to influence me. I have now submitted myself to God, and I'm being influenced by him. Therefore, the devil no longer has any say over me, and he must flee. Why do you want to be hidden under the shadow of his wings? Do you think the enemy comes there? No. But you better be sober. You better be vigilant. Because this adversary, Hasatan, the fallen one, and all of his fallen brothers, and all of their demonic offspring, walk about like roaring lions seeking to devour someone. Well, resist them steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same sufferings are being experienced by your brotherhood in the world. Yeah, this attack, this external influence of evil, demonic spirits which attack the weakless. They find a spiritual flaw. They find an opening in your covering. They find an area where you've not been submitted to God. Or they take a lack of understanding of the word and they manipulate it. They, they fool you. They, they deceive you. They give you a counterfeit. Maybe it's an area of preparedness. Maybe you're not prepared. And why did they do this? Well, they want to hinder your walk. 
But more than anything, getting back to the job you've been called to, they want to hinder you telling anybody else the gospel. That's why now, even now, we have to be well-balanced, temperate, sober of mind. Remember I said, fearless but not foolish. We have to be vigilant and cautious at all times. Crazy world out there right now. For that enemy of yours, the devil, roams around like a lion roaring in fierce hunger, seeking someone to seize upon and devour. You know, when lions roar like that, most prey freeze. Smart ones run. The tough ones turn around to fight. Don't freeze. Withstand him. Firm in the faith. Rooted. Established. Strong. Unmovable. Dig those heels in. We'll get to that. And determine knowing that there are others out there. Other brothers and sisters suffering. Throughout the world. Going through the same thing. And if you pray for them and they pray for you. Then we come into agreement. We understand what each other's going through. I mean, Kim mentioned about the uncertainty of being out of a job and no income for the foreseeable future. If you've ever experienced that, you can empathize with her and hopefully want to help out. And for anybody else that's in that position. So let's be vigilant. Let's be steadfast. Let's be on guard for the attack. And how do we do that? The armor of God. You know, I knew this was coming. I knew this part of the teaching was coming, and I didn't know when, and I got up this morning, and here we are. And we'll get through as much tonight as we possibly can. Somebody uh, somebody sent me a message today. They listened to the Overwatch from Sunday night, and, and they said, wow, I'm probably going to have to listen to that two or three times. There was so much information. There was so much in there that I'd never heard before, and wow. Just wow. And I don't, you know, that's great in one respect, and I'm thankful you can download and listen to over and over, and that's why I try to keep these to an hour, and I'm sure I still overwhelm you with information. Finally, my brethren and my sisters, be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil, for we do not wrestle against flesh and blood but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all, to stand. Stand, therefore, having girded your waist with truth having put on the breastplate of righteousness and having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace, above all, taking the shield of faith with which you will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one, and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, being watchful to this end with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints. 
And then Paul adds, and for me, that utterance may be given to me, that I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel. Because when he wrote that, he was in chains in prison. Strong in the Lord and the power of his might. To be strong, literally, to be continually empowered. This indicates the continual empowering of the Holy Spirit to the corporate believers' community, to the, to the sons and daughters, to the family of God. And these verses are all plural. They're all in the plural. They're addressed to a group of people, a large corporate structure, a congregation, the church. You know, the other thing I hope that falls in the midst of all this is the concept that a church is a building or a denomination or an organization. We are the church. That we need this armor. That we need a strong effort of everybody's participation. And the power of his might means the might of his strength to empower us, to make us strong, to give us dominion over situations in which we have the authority to have dominion. And the forceful, literally figurative might of the Holy Spirit that explodes out of you at that moment. And you want the whole, the complete armor, both the defensive and the offensive. You don't want to specialize in one aspect of armor. You want it all. We're in a struggle. Can you feel it? When you get up in the morning, when you go out into the world, maybe you venture to the store or someplace in public because you have to. Do you feel it? You feel it in the air. You feel the tension. You feel the uncertainty. You feel the fear. You feel the anger. But in all these things, we commend ourselves as ministers of God in much patience, in tribulations, in needs, in distresses, in stripes, in imprisonments, in tumults, in labors, in sleeplessness, in fastings, by purity, by knowledge, by long-suffering, by kindness, by the Holy Spirit, by sincere love, by the word of truth, by the power of God, by the armor of righteousness on the right hand and on the left, by honor and dishonor, by evil report and good report, as deceivers and yet true, as unknown yet well-known, as dying, behold, we live, as christened and yet not killed, as sorrowful yet always rejoicing, as poor yet making many rich, as having nothing and yet possessing all things. In 2 Corinthians 6, 4-10. through 10. You know, the great men and women of faith did not have an easy life. They didn't live the name it and claim it life. They didn't live in the big buildings or the big mansions or, or wear their best clothes. They just lived the gospel. They knew where their treasure was. But you know the great thing about this armor, what makes it so trustworthy? It was made by him. It's his. 
gifts given to us by him. So therefore, it's strong in his mighty power and it makes us strong. So the wiles and the stratagems, the schemes of the enemy won't be harmful to you. And we, we say the devil, we say the ruler, we say the, the head of the organized kingdom of darkness, but we're smart enough to know he's not the only danger and only threat out there. So our, our threat is not human. Not, we're not wrestling. We're not in mortal combat. We're not in physical uh, Greco-Roman wrestling with flesh and blood enemies, human enemies. They're there, but they're the tools of Hasatan. They're the tools of the enemy. Satan, he's the real enemy. Fallen angels, their demonic offspring, they're the real enemy. But they're not alone. Almost say someone's going to get me in trouble. If you want to see a national example of what I'm saying, you look at communist China. You want to see satanically empowered and and enforcing of rules and the punishing of people that stand up against them? You have to look no further than what we're dealing with right now. And they're not the only ones. There's elsewhere, too. These principalities and powers, these places run, ruled by fallen angels, ruled by the the ancient gods of old, whether through spiritual influence or who, I don't even know. Maybe they possess the human body or maybe they're out and about in some way, shape, form or another. I don't know. But I do know this. No matter who they are, no matter where they're from, no matter how old they are, every knee shall bow. Every tongue shall confess that Yeshua, Jesus, is Lord to the glory of God the Father. In heaven, on earth, and under the earth, I don't care who they are, they will bend their knee to him. We are of the kingdom of light, and in doing what we're supposed to do, we expose this kingdom of darkness. We stand against it. We confront it. We refute it. We undo what it's done. In no war, nowhere do we see his kingdom more active than in stopping the gospel, stopping the light bearers of the gospel. Brothers and sisters around the world, you know, right now, Iran emptied their prisons because of the coronavirus. But you know who they didn't let out of prison? The Christians. That ought to tell you something. And the rulers of the darkness of this world, the darkness of this age, they don't rule the universe. They have a stolen kingdom here on earth. They rule this world. Yeshua took back spiritual authority. When he comes back again, he'll take back physical authority. And he will be the rightful ruler. He will clean up man's mess finally once and for all. And I'm hoping I'm on the front line so I can cheer and go, yeah! I, maybe that wasn't very spiritual. But I meant. And these spiritual wickedness in high places, the high-ranking the high powers that run corporations or movie studios or governments or whatever, 
Nothing's new under the sun. Everything that's been has already been done, and we've seen it. We've seen it in Babylon. We've seen it with all of the things before, and and we're seeing it again. So knowing all that, what should you do? Take up the armor of God that's already been made for you. It's form-fitted. It's yours. It's custom-made. And put it on. You see, the Ephesians, who used to worship mythical heroes who had been given armor by their gods, they understood this. They got it. And when having done all with respect to total preparation for war after having been forged in the fire, stand. Stand your ground. Don't flee. And don't surrender under Satan's attack. Know who your daddy is. Know who your Lord is. Never give in. Never give in. Never, 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 never in nothing, great or small, large or petty, never give in except to convictions of honor and good sense. That was Winston Churchill. But I think it applies. And then take up the belt of truth. Gird your waist with truth, the doctrine that you know and the truth that you speak, because it's his truth that holds it all together. If you're not wearing his truth, if that belt's not there, your armor falls off. It shifts as you move or leaves you unprotected in various places. You need to love the truth, Zechariah 8.19. You need to rejoice in the truth, 1 Corinthians 13.6. We need to speak the truth to one another, Zechariah 8.16, Ephesians 4.25. We need to execute judgment with truth, Zechariah 8.16. We need to meditate upon his truth, Philippians 4.8. And we know the fruit of the Spirit is in truth, Ephesians 5.9. And we know that kings are preserved by the truth, Proverbs 2028, because we've been made kings and priests to to serve our God and Father. That's what tells me in Revelation. And the truth abides with the saints, 2 John 2, 2. He's the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father except through him, John 14, 6. Isaiah 65, 16 tells us he is the God of truth, and and the Lord confirmed it. And when he, the Spirit of truth, has come, the Holy Spirit, what's he going to do? He's going to guide you into all truth. That's why you've got to be infilled with the Holy Spirit. He won't speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak, and he will tell you things to come. Because Satan, there's no truth in him. He's been a liar since the beginning. The power, the pertinence person and potency of God's word, the living and written is truth. And we must be convinced and unashamed, and it holds it all together for you. And without it, you can't win or defeat the enemy. I'm going to break right there. Father, in the name of your Son, in the name of the Spirit and truth, in the name of the truth of your word, in the power of that truth, in the fire of the Holy Spirit, forged in the fire right now, envelop your children in the flames of the Holy Spirit. Burn off of them anything and everything that's not of you. Bring all that sludge and everything hidden deep in the recesses of their soul and their spirit. With the fire of the Spirit, bring it to the top and let it come out in Jesus' name. 
purge us, cleanse us, prepare us. We love you. We want to serve you. We want to be beacons in these dark times. We want to be people that others can come to and say, would you pray for me? God, we want to be used right now, Lord. We want to be useful. Consider us, Lord. Bless us. Release us. Cover us right now in the shadow of your wings. Send your angels, Lord, to watch over us as we go out and about, that you would lift us up. We wouldn't even dash our foot against the stone. No virus, no sickness, no disease, no plan of the enemy shall come near us or our dwelling. So we thank you for that, Lord. We love you. And Lord, to anyone that doesn't know you as well as I'm saying, or maybe they've heard this and they don't know you at all, I pray right now from their heart they would simply accept for it what you did for them on the cross and make you Lord of their life and become born again. And I pray all these things in Yeshua's name. Amen. We're going to be here week after week. Let your, anybody you think needs to know this, start telling them about the porch. Start telling them about Overwatch, Firefall Talk Radio. If you're on Facebook, make sure you hook up with us because, folks, we're getting active. Sword's out. It's sharp. It's gleaming. We're ready to go. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace, give you shalom. I'm Richard Grun. This has been the Porch on Firefall Talk Radio. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.